0: Five seconds left to play.
1: You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show.
0: I want winners. This cloud is alive. You play you win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Good for touchdown by Matthew Butler. <laughs> Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the well, hook. I get out of hand, just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go
2: scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 stick sticks. Woo!
0: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
2: Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Yeah, baby! Friday, you made it! You made it to the weekend. What's happening with you? Can you tell that I'm sort of kind of tickled about it? Yeah, I am. It's Friday. So, welcome into the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast service, friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. Somebody you can deal with face to face, one on one, eyeball to eyeball. That's the way it is at Farm Bureau. It's the way it ought to be. Uh, also, we stay connected to you around the clock because of CSpire. CSpire, the number one network in Mississippi. SeaSpire, customer inspired. All right, so you can be a part of the show on this Friday. It can be on the Davinny Equipment phone divinity equipment phone line divinity equipment in madison and in jackson they are your kubota dealer when is the last time you jumped up on a big piece of machinery big piece of equipment you know like a zero turn Mora, skid steer excavator tractor atv and drove it around when's the last time you just got on one and just drove it around a lot well you can do that. They'll let you test drive one. Now, you, you know, you need to be serious. Last maybe. time I
1: got arrested, I think.
2: <laughs> Roger got arrested for, t- what, taking oh. an ATV out on a thirty in, in a
1: 35-mile-an-hour going 40? Cause, well, if it wouldn't have been so bad if it was my ATV.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hear you. I'm I know you are. Yeah, no, uh, head on over to Divinity Equipment in Jackson and in Madison and check it out, test drive. They have great deals going on this time of year. Uh, I told you about this yesterday, but there's also going to be a, a big uh, Black Friday event that will actually go on at Davini all next week on a lot of cool stuff in the store, like the Yeti cups, the uh, the tractor and uh, Kubota toys that they sell, uh, the boots and all the apparel in store, uh, the cookers, the fryers and grills and all that kind of stuff. They had all kinds of Black Friday deals going on at Davini Equipment in Madison next week, so... Uh, check those out if you haven't already. All right, so uh, we're to, let me get back to where I started here. The Divini Equipment phone, if you want to call me. I'd love to hear from you on this Friday, 601-995-1059. That's the number to call, 995-1059. You can text the show. It's wide open, so text me here today on this Friday, 885-ESPN, 885 ESPN or eight eight five three that is also a 601 number, so hit me up, now let's see, we are streaming on Facebook, I need to pull that up, so if we get some comments, I'll try to look at those as well, and you can also tweet me, as usual, I'm Radio Wyatt on Twitter, hit me up over there, huh, it'd be good to hear from you that way, alright, so let me give you a heads up first, and then we'll jump into some stuff here today. As we are now less than a week away from the Egg Bowl 2019, but we got a game in between. Ole Miss is off tomorrow and Saturday state will play Homecoming tomorrow night against Abilene Christian. Abilene, Abilene. Roger may play that song. And uh, then Yeah, I
1: got one last day to play that. Don't that's me. right. <laughs> that's right. Last day you can play it. And I Actually, listened to it in my office this morning. So it's, it's just to so hear the whole thing. It, it is catchy.
2: It's just a great song. And like I say, once it gets in your head, it's there. It's so, not real hard. The lyrics no. aren't hard. <laughs> they are not hard. Which, that's kind of, to me, the sign of a great song. The lyrics don't have to be complicated. They are very clearly, you know, sending the message of what the song is about. And it's a catchy tune. It all goes together. Very pithy. a boy. Uh, I'll look that one up later, Roger. Concise. I'll Google that one later. <laughs> All right. um, No, uh, we're going to have one hour of the show today. This first hour is the only hour of the show today. You know, yesterday we got cut short a little bit because of Mississippi State men's basketball. They're playing in this uh, tournament up in South Carolina. Yesterday they dispatched pretty easily of Tulane. Today they will take on Villanova uh, and a very good basketball team. This will kind of be a measuring stick at this point in the year for State. Who is a young team and they're kind of learning how to play without Q Weatherspoon for the first time in many years. So, uh, that game, if you listen if you're listening to my voice on the zone one oh five nine and Jackson, then coming up after hour one, you'll hear it flip over to that broadcast of men's basketball. So we got an hour together here today, just letting you know that. All right. Um This is what I wanted to point out to you. I didn't have time to get into it yesterday, but I think it is apropos at this point in the year. Even though State has a game left, it is a non-conference game tomorrow for State. Obviously, it's homecoming. Playing an FCS team. So we're less than a week away from the Egg Bowl. The other day when I went over some stats, Jason called me out. Our friend Jason called me out. (laughs) And he said, "He Jason in Flagstaff, he's sending us pictures of the snow on the mountaintops in Flagstaff, Arizona. But he called me out and he said, you're going against your own rule. You know, the whole stats show you a lot, but not everything. Therefore, they're like a bikini. I know. I was just using stats to illustrate a point. But I have some more here that I want to go over with you. I don't know if you've paid attention to these, and I don't know if anybody else has quoted them to you. I just think it's worth taking a look at. Because... Ole Miss and State have both played against seven SEC opponents. Have they have not. I take their. Is that right? Yeah, they both played seven SEC opponents, and they both play each other next in terms of SEC opponents. So one thing the SEC sends out are stats that are for conference games only meaning how do you stack up against other teams in your league? If you just take out the you know the yards that State put up against Southern Miss and you take out the yards that Ole Miss accrued against New Mexico State. Just take the non-conference stuff out of this. And let's look at just how Ole Miss and State have fared against other teams in the SEC. So just a couple, just to kind of whet your appetite here, and we'll see what you think about it. And y'all can give me your feedback, and I'll get into that. We've got some texts coming in. I'm getting to those. But let's start with scoring offense against SEC teams. Now, obviously, the number one scoring offense is LSU. Against SEC competition, LSU is averaging 45 points a game, but so is Alabama. But scoring offense... This is conference games only. Ole Miss is sixth in the SEC. Mississippi State is eighth. Ole Miss has averaged 26 points a game. State's averaged 23. What about rushing offense in conference play? Ole Miss, number one in the SEC. Mississippi State, number three. Nobody in the SEC has been better running the ball against other SEC teams than Ole Miss. They averaged uh, 278 a game rushing against SEC competition. Kentucky was second, State was third at 209. Those are the only three teams that are averaging over 200 yards rushing against SEC teams. Now, keep in mind... Like, State has a 400 yard rushing game against Arkansas. Excuse it a little. Ole Miss has a 400 yard rushing game against LSU. Yeah, maybe it skews it a little. Kentucky, you go to Kentucky. Well, Kentucky can't throw, right? All their quarterbacks are hurt, so all they're doing is running the ball in every game. A little bit of an indication. What about defense? In terms of giving up points, scoring defense against SEC competition, Ole Miss 11th in the SEC, State 12th. Against SEC teams, Ole Miss's defense has actually given up two points fewer per game than State's has. Conference-only stats, rushing defense. What about against the run? Against uh, conference only. Ole Miss, fifth in the SEC. State, tenth in the SEC. Ole Miss, in their seven SEC games, gave up 152 rushing a game. State gave up 171. What about then against the pass, right? You're going, well, surely State's been, been better against the pass. Pass defense. They have. Against conference foes, State is 12th in pass defense. Ole Miss is 14th. What does it mean? LSU, the number one team in the country, is 13th out of 14 SEC teams against the pass in conference play. How about that? State gives up 253 a game on average in the SEC. Ole Miss gives up 321 a game in the air. Ole Miss is the only defense that against other SEC teams is giving up over 300 yards passing a ball game. Again, these are just stats. I'm not just here to read stats to you for an hour. I'm about to make a point. Give me, Let me give you just a couple more. So let's look at, we looked at scoring. What about total offense in conference play? Total offense. Ole Miss third Mississippi State, 8th, total defense in conference play. State, 10th, Ole Miss, 13th. What do those stats mean to you? What do they say and what do they mean to you? Most of those categories, Ole Miss, a little bit better against other conference teams. And State has a couple defensive stats that they've been better than Ole Miss. What do those mean to you? And we'll come back to them. All right, Louvier on the text line, 885 ESPN, says, Matt, true story. My cousin was a student athlete at Northeast Louisiana in the early 80s. Truck broke down, so he took a front-end loader from the highway construction site to a party. <laughs> oh, really? It took him a little while to get there, but he got there, huh? That's funny. Uh, here's an unnamed texter who says, uh, if time allows, talk about current coaches who are top five candidates for, for Power 5 jobs. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't know if time allows for that today. Um, and Art, you were asking me something about Southern Miss, but I'm not really sure what the question was, if, if, if we're being totally honest. I'm not real sure what your question is. Something about Southern I might need you to be a little more specific on that, on exactly what you're asking. You know, um, and back to the looking ahead of the Egg Bowl. Here's what I think, you know, one thing we we point out. I began the week, if you go back to Monday, one of the first things I said on the show was, you know, we were already looking ahead of the Egg Bowl. Ole Miss' season, you know, comes out. They've got one game left. That's going to be the last game. State, they've got to win tomorrow night against Abilene Christian and then beat Ole Miss also to go to a bowl, and we'll see what happens. And we began on Monday, you know, kind of bringing that up. And I pointed to that after last weekend, State's loss at home to Alabama, Ole Miss's loss at home to LSU. But it felt like a little bit of a moral victory for them. They, They kind of got waxed on defense. Of course, they could not stop LSU. But LSU really couldn't stop Ole Miss either. And it just became clear, and even the statistical stuff backed it up, that Ole Miss, at this point in the year, you can clearly see that throughout the year they identified something that they can do on offense consistently against anybody they play. And that is line up and execute their run game and confidently do it and bust off some big run plays because they have super speed in the backfield between their quarterback Plumlee and those freshman running backs and Ely. You know, they've got speed. Elite speed. And that, you know, State, you can't say that for State. You You can't have watched the entire season and and watched last weekend and, and be able to confidently say that at this point they have identified something, some things they can do and execute cleanly and successfully against anybody on their schedule. And it's going to net some yards. They've been really good at times, but it's been a little up and down. This is don't, I mean, don't fall into the trap of some you know, narrative out there of thinking that State's just been horrible on offense all year long. It's not the case. They've been inconsistent. That's what they've been. You know, They have the only, at this point, 1,000-yard rusher in the SEC. That's Kylin Hill. He's the only one in the SEC with 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's Kylin Hill. They've done a lot of good stuff. It's just it hasn't been consistent enough. It hasn't been an every game in and out. If it was an every game thing, kids in the Heisman can, you know conversation. But you know it's up and down. You'd have the big games, and then you'd have you know a tough game against Tennessee, and a really tough game against Auburn, and a really tough game against A and M. You know different things like that. And what this does, what I'm showing you is that against the better teams collectively, no Arkansas is not great. They are an SEC team that you played. Sure, the two non-conference teams that State and Ole Miss played are better than Arkansas. Maybe throw those in there, Kansas State and Cal. Well, we talked about that. Really similar ball games for both teams. You look at their Power Five non-conference, Kansas State and Cal, one for State, one for Ole Miss. Those two are about, you know, around 25th, 26th in the country. They've been ranked at one time or another. Well-coached, solid. Both teams lost it at home by about a touchdown. Very, very similar. But against the SEC as a whole, the teams you know best, they know you the best. It's it's actually Ole Miss who's been a little more explosive and a little more consistent. And that's a fact. They've been a little more productive. I was looking at another one of these um, you know, conference-only stats. It kind of jumped out at me. I'm, I was going to scroll through and try to find it. But it was sacks. So, let's talk about pressure on opposing quarterbacks. This isn't hurries. This is legit, you know, a sack as you get him all the way to ground. Against conference teams, Ole Miss is third in the SEC in sacks. 17 sacks this year. Only Alabama and Florida have more with 19. Ole Miss, 17 sacks against SEC teams. Third best in the, in the SEC. And State, 11th. The next-to-last, the next-to-fewest state with 10 sacks this year compared to 17 for Ole Miss, and that's against conference teams. What I'm telling you is stats do not tell you everything. Stats are like a bikini. They show you a lot, but not everything. Sure. And when these two teams, State and Ole Miss, line up and play, yeah, you can throw out a whole lot of stuff because crazy stuff's going to happen most often. But if you're measuring them up on paper, should Ole Miss be favored in the game? They have a consistency on their offense that State doesn't have, and everything else is kind of a wash. They've they've pressured opposing quarterbacks more. Lynn, you're in Pontotoc on the Davini Equipment phone. What's up, Lynn?
0: Hey, Matt, Matt, you know, you're making a bunch of bulldogs real nervous right now. I want you to know that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that's all right. Uh, You're right. All that's right. But I think we can be a little more balanced and have success offensively. And uh, defensively, we'll have everybody back. Everybody will be back, you Mm know. My question is, do we really want to try to – I don't think we should try to spy Plumley because that don't always work out real well. And he's so athletic mm-hmm. and so fast. If he makes you spy a miss, it's gone.
2: Yeah. Well, think about this, uh, Len. See, that's the thing. Look, I'm just being honest. I, I want State to win Oh, I know. You know. I know. And, and I, I, know that. I want State to win. And I'm going to tell you how they can win in just a sec. But I agree with you. You go – see, that's my natural thought progression, too, is I go, well, State – you know, the, the explosion for Ole Miss has been really lopsided on offense. They can't throw the ball, right? That's what we think. And you go, well, State, with a healthy Tommy Stevens, is is able to be a little more balanced and, and do a little more in the pass game and open some – a little harder to defend. You can't make them one-dimensional, all that. And I go, I'm looking at it. This is just one way to look at it, Lim. Passing offense, passing offense against SEC teams. Ole Miss is eleventh and state is twelfth. <laughs>
0: that sounds about right. You
2: know what I'm saying? So that I guess what I I'm you know when I look at at just SEC competition and they have five common opponents so far this year. Yeah, it's just there's not a trim. If anybody has a statistical on paper advantage, it's Ole Miss, not the other way around. That's all I'm saying.
0: I, well you're right i mean the the, the the stats are what they are and there, there ain't no change in that right uh i just i just hope the the add-on of gay and uh Altry and Murphy is enough defensively to pick us up to where we think we could have been we looked pretty good with them guys out there yeah and with, with just a little bit of passion enough to to back them up any where he'll can see a lane, mm-hmm. he'll have a big day.
2: I, I expect his body to, to have a big day. To me
0: sometimes. Yeah. His body language to me sometimes. If he gets frustrated early, it may be a long day.
2: Yeah. Hey, good call, Lynn. Appreciate you, man. Have a great weekend. Yep. Yep. All right. Thank you. A reminder that at the halfway point of today's show coming up, if you're listening in Jackson, you're going to get Mississippi State basketball. So we still have a little time left. Just giving you a heads up. So a ways to go though on this Friday in the Farm Bureau studio. So stay with me. Be a dog. Be a dog. He says. Woof, woof. Back on the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Roger, I um, I opened my phone up this morning. Matt, is your microphone on? Yeah, I'm talking. I'm sitting here blabbing away. Test, test, check. We got you. Crazy. <laughs> I uh, I opened my um, phone up this morning, and I forget what exactly I was going to look for. Uh, oh, I know what it was. I was opening up the ESPN app on my phone to find the women's basketball score from last night. You know, State's women's team played at Jackson State uh, last night. And, uh, of course, Mississippi State, I think they're ranked 10th in the country and they won the game 92 to 53 played it at Jackson State. I opened it up to look at it, but on the home screen of the ESPN app, the first thing that opened up, the first thing that popped up, they suggest they have basically videos that are automatically playing at the top of the app. And this was a conversation, a woman was the host, and she had two guests one on either side. So I don't know what show this is. But on one side was The Rock, and on the other <laughs> side was Kevin Hart, the actor, comedian. And it showed them sitting there, and it was playing, and, and they were having a conversation. And the headline was, Colin Kaepernick is still the most captivating topic in sports. <laughs> and I thought, holy cow, man. What bubble are they in? What bubble are they in? I mean, it's like. They, they need folks on Have big platforms like game? that need to try and at least pretend that they're not trying so hard to move and tweak and push perception in one way or the other.
1: Maybe you know? they meant NFL. Well, maybe that's that'd be closer, but not
2: well, that's the that thing. Ignore that, a lot of other
1: things that are happening.
2: The most captivating topic in sports like, who are you talking to? Like, I promise you, I could hit the road and drive for the next 15 hours, Roger, in any direction. (laughs) North, south, east, or west, from where I am right now, I could drive for a solid 15 hours, and I could find a gas station or a public place to stop every hour on the hour and poll one or two people, hey, are you a sports fan? And if they say, yeah none of them are going to tell me the one thing they are most interested in is Kaepernick. None of them, in any direction from here, north or south, could drive, make it 20 hours.
1: I just don't know where people, you know. Now, if he had taken his helmet off during that practice and beat some of those <laughs> NFL people with it, now that would be news. I just don't get That'd it, man. would be captivating. I just don't
2: understand it, Roger. I don't really understand it. Like, what what am I missing Why, why are, why am I, why are you, why are we so much different than, apparently than what they think is the typical sports fan? Like, why do people think that I'm not interested in the actual teams and athletes who are playing those battles, those matchups, the game that happened last night, the game that's happening tomorrow, the ball in the air, did it go in? Did it not? Did he catch it? Did he drop it? Did he tackle him? How do you tackle him? Who's going to win? I mean, why are they? Why do they think I'm not interested in those things? And I just believe, and I won't be moved. I shall not be moved from thinking and believing that the majority of sports fans in this country don't give a rat's <laughs> about Colin Kaepernick, whether he comes back if he can. I think majority of people in this country are like this. Hey, if they sign him up and play him, oh, fine, okay. Tell me what time the game starts. What channel is it on? Who's he playing for? And at the same time, they are like this.
1: Oh, okay. I don't care if he doesn't play. It's not a big issue. They didn't like the distraction. Oh. Why can't anybody get it? Roger, I mean.
2: why can't anybody get that? You don't win football games with distractions.
1: You don't, period. End of, end of discussion. And we didn't tune in to watch the Colin Kaepernick show, you which know what? is what it becomes every time he kneels and it becomes a big thing, and that's all they talk about. That's
2: it, Roger. They don't. Nobody wants that circus that comes along with it. It's because because they are the players all paid either, I meant. to win. That's it. Players are all paid to win. Roger, take uh, his former team, for instance, the San Francisco 49ers. Do you know what every single player on the 49ers will get if they win a playoff game? Every single player on the 49ers team will get a bonus. Oh. It's the same in college football. Do you know what every staff member at Mississippi State will get if they make a bowl
1: game? In varying degrees, they will all get a bowl bonuses and you can sniff at the bonus thing for the professional players but not everybody's making you know those super contracts man so that's right major to the majority of the team that's significant money hey look the guy who got called up to the
2: team because of injuries and he was on the practice squad what's he making a hundred thousand dollars this year to play football total and you're going to tell him you're going to give him a twenty thousand dollar bonus
1: <laughs> for be- winning a playoff game <laughs> talk about income inequality though you think about the team as a microcosm of that how do all those people get along i mean one guy's making you know how they get along what you're making.
2: Bec- they they get along because they're all doing something they really want to do yeah and they're not thinking about it too much <laughs> that's right they're not thinking about it that much and you know you start factoring in the tax brackets roger in some states it kind of closes that gap. Now, there's still a big gap from your starting quarterback to your punter. Yeah, but still. <laughs> there's so many
1: people summer down there in Florida. Yeah, that's right. But, but yeah, the point is the this. Teams, okay, I mean, yeah.
2: everybody on the 49ers team is getting a, a, a big bonus in their pocket if they win a playoff game. And guess what? Every single member of that team knows – distractions will keep you from winning that playoff game. That's what it'll do. And if you're going to have distractions that you allow to walk around in your locker room and on your practice field and on your game field, then he better be the second coming <laughs> of Joe Montana. <laughs> he better be that good. Because if he's not, then it doesn't weigh out. It doesn't make sense. It's really simple.
1: And those really good players like that are usually the nicest guys on the team. Usually.
2: Roger, listen. The same is true for you in your life. The same is true for me in my life. It's Business the same way. You're right. The same is true for Bo and Chris and Jake and everybody. Okay? If if I, as a host of a radio show on your station, and if you're making money, and, and the sales staff is... Happy and got sponsorships and they're able to sell the the commercial inventory because it's a popular show. But if I get on here every day and start to burn down the world around me, say things I shouldn't say, become a thorn in the management side every day and cause problems that start to outweigh my productivity, that's it. I'll be gone. The same is true for you. The same is true for anybody. That's true. And this whole idea that, I mean, it's simple. The whole situation is really, really, really simple. He's a bigger distraction than he is a player. I mean, heck, players only last four or five years, most of them anyway. But the most egregious thing in all of this, nobody faults Kaepernick for trying to make a team. Nobody faults teams for taking a look at him because he might help them. Nobody faults a team who says, I don't think he can help us. I'm not interested. That's life. The most egregious thing in all this is the mushy-headed, dumb media, big-box media stores who are so lazy... That they throw it up on the app every single day thinking that's what people want. It's ridiculous. Stick around.
0: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
2: Roger, you know, I know that I enjoy doing this show when I get genuinely happy when we come back from a commercial break. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Glad it's over, huh?
2: Yeah, I was genuinely bored. No. <laughs> and then we come back from commercial. Um, sure,
1: but people get relate.
2: Yeah. Earlier, Nick, we were going through those numbers uh, against SEC competition, and Nick texted the show. He said, those numbers tell me that Joe owes Saquon Barkley half his salary. <laughs> uh, Jason, on the uh, Divinity Equipment phone line, appreciate you hanging on, Jason. What's up?
3: Uh, nothing much. i just been talking a little bit back and forth about um, Schrader being able to run quite a bit faster than Stevens. and I was just wondering, you said something about Stevens starting Saturday, or the Egg Bowl. And I was just w- thinking, you know, how much is that worth when you, your O-line is questionable and your wide receivers are questionable, the, the threat of the quarterback being able to just tuck it down and run 70 yards for a touchdown? How much does that relax the defense? Okay.
2: okay um, Jason, So, so you're asking me how much it relaxes a defense when the quarterback isn't going to beat him with his legs? Is that what you're asking?
3: Yeah, pretty much. Like when you know that they can, they'll run for first down or something, but they can't beat you running. Mm. And all you have, really have to do is cover the pass. Hmm. Versus like when Schrader's starting, if you miss a tackle, he's gone.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. How much is that worth?
2: Yeah. Um, how much is that worth? Well, it's certainly, you know, when those things are true, when there's really no threat of the home run type play, it, it, it is it is an entirely different thing for a defense because they know that you're going to have to run 14, 15 plays, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 plays to go on a long enough drive in order to score, right? Because you're not, you're not scoring from 40, 50, 60 yards away. You know, you're, you're hoping to just execute your offense for 14 plays because you don't have the speed to run off and leave people. And so it is totally different as a defense in terms of how you play. And you do play closer to the line of scrimmage because you're like, well, they don't have the speed to run away from me or whatever. Um, the thing is, you know, when we saw Tommy Stevens running the ball against Arkansas, of course Arkansas is good and terrible, but – but when we saw him run the ball that way against him, it was the first time we saw him run like that since the first part of the season. You know, And then once he got hurt, that totally changed. He started sliding a lot and, and missed some time. And so, you know, Tommy can really run. He ran the ball a lot. Uh, and they threw it to him some, handed it to him some at Penn State. So he's a good athlete. But I, you're right. I mean, I don't think he has the same top-end speed as a Schrader. Um, at least according to the coaching staff, he doesn't. Schrader is like super-duper fast and can run away from some people. So, And we've heard, too, that Jason Schrader has kind of gotten himself fully healthy again, you know, so they put him in that Alabama game and gave it to him to put it on film, make Ole Miss prepare for that because they may do something different, but they'll have to respect. They may hand it to him, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we may see them both play in the Egg Bowl. Um, As far as who starts, I would would expect it to be Tommy, but we may see them both in the Egg Bowl. In fact, um, you know. I kind of expect that. All right. Yeah. Appreciate the call. Thank All right, you. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Have a great weekend. Good to hear from you. Let me get over here to the text line. What do we have? Tony from Tupelo says, "For state to win, they must throw, and the linebackers must contain Plumlee. So, for state to win, they have to throw the ball, and the linebackers have to contain Plumlee." Yeah. You know, this is one thing that jumped out at me, that in SEC play, State has the worst red zone defense. So think about what that means. So teams have scored in the red zone the most against State. 87% of the time. And what's really interesting about that is in 31 trips into the red zone against Mississippi State, opponents have 21 touchdowns. So Vanderbilt is the only other team that's given up that many touchdowns in the red zone. They've also given up 21. But that's 21 touchdowns in three more red zone trips. So the percentage shakes out a little different. Red zone is red zone. Most offenses are scoring in the red zone. But when you start to really parse that out, and again, you know, compare it to, say, Ole Miss. Ole Miss has given up 11 touchdowns all year long in the red zone out of 25 trips. State's given up 21 red zone touchdowns in 31 trips. And so what that tells me is this. That's against SEC competition. It's against SEC teams. And so what that tells me is You know, State, defensively, you're going to have to create some turnovers and figure out a way to keep them off your goal line and keep them out of your 20. Because a team that runs a ball like Ole Miss, what kind of confidence do you have that they keep them out of the end zone in the red zone? Ole Miss is also a team that they don't kick field goals very well, so they're thinking touchdown. There's going to be some fourth down go-for-its, depending on certain situations in the game. And then, yeah, State's going to have to throw the ball, and it's a defense for Ole Miss who's given up a lot of pass yards. In conference play, they've given up the most pass yards per game. So you got to be able to throw it, spread them out. But see, Ole Miss has been able to counter that a little bit by getting to the quarterback. I gave you those sack numbers against other SEC teams. Ole Miss is third in the conference with what, 17 sacks this year? So you got to throw it down the field and you got to do it with some consistency. But you got to keep your quarterback from getting hit, and that's something Ole Miss has done. They've hit opposing quarterbacks some this year. Just one way to look at it. Tim on the text line says, Ignorance is bliss, they say. I guess so. In regards to the big-headed media, the big, mushy-headed, big-boat, big-box store media, uh, Bulldog Blitz says, If you drive 15 hours south from where you are, you'll be accomplishing something, because I haven't seen many roads in the Gulf of Mexico. Well... Bulldog Blitz, it's about a a 13-and-a-half hour drive from here to Miami, Florida. That is south, isn't it? (laughs) But you get the point. Luvier says, I'd love to see Kaepernick come back and play for any team that the Saints play regularly. (laughs) So, Luvier is rooting for Kaepernick to come back and be a member of the Atlanta Falcons, or maybe what? Luvier, like in a perfect world, the the Bucs get rid of Jameis Winston and bring in Kaepernick, right? Is that what you're rooting for? <laughs> uh, Doggone on the text line says, I would love to have a halftime event where Schrader and Plumley raced each other in a 100-yard dash. I'll say this. It would be closer than you think. Plumley would win it. He, he would finish just ahead of Schrader. But that's two really fast freshmen. Uh, State's coaches have said that in their workout stuff and their timing and stuff, they have time Schrader and low four five, high four four. You know they say Plumley is one of those four three guys. Um, those are hand times. Those are a lot different than the laser stuff. So Plumley would probably finish ahead. But I'll say this: Plumley's is going to take about twice as many steps as Schrader. Schrader six four and a half, six five, and those long legs, and he's a strider. He runs a lot like his his the mechanics of the way Schrader runs looks like Matt Jones, the old. Long, striding, really fast quarterback back in the day who ran the option for Arkansas. Let's see here. Unnamed Texture says, For State to win, they're going to have to show relentless teeth (laughs) and score more points than the other team. Huh? Relentless teeth, huh? (laughs) They're going to have to show relentless teeth. What does that even mean? Somebody out here drinking on a Friday? Is that what that is? We're
0: never losing to this team again.
2: That didn't work out too well, did it? <laughs> yeah, I guess you have to believe in yourself. One thing we can I say about...
0: check my Twitter. The coaching doesn't seem real hard.
2: And one thing we can say about Mullen, Roger, is that you think about how little you care about what other people say about you. <laughs> I think about how little I care about what other people say about me and then multiply that times about 20, and that's Mullen. What are you doing? (laughs) I mean, seriously, like whenever um, Ole Miss did come back and beat State in the Egg Bowl, and they they played that clip and shared it on social media like unmercifully. We were never losing that team again. And what people didn't understand is like Mullen never heard any of it. (laughs) He's like in a bubble. He's not on Twitter. He had people doing his Twitter for him. He's not on social media, and he, he nobody has ever had blinders on and earplugs in more than Dan Mullen. That the- it's not; po- it is not humanly possible to care less about others' opinion of you than Dan Mullen does <laughs> care about others' opinion of him. It's really true. There for a while, though, I'll tell you what now. There for a while, probably some still. There's some Ole Miss fans that are just absolutely eaten up and obsessed with Dan Mullen. They have been from the day he got there. And what's funny about it is, like, at this point now, he's moved on. He didn't even know Ole Miss exists. And he almost never did because he's so – he's like a racehorse with those blinders on either side. All right, basketball coming your way next. Appreciate you tuning in. Have a great weekend. See you on Monday. See ya!
0: You've been listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.